Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this program is all about you and your experiences, sharing whatever it is that you have researched, your comments, your questions, on anything out of the ordinary. I am here to give you a platform to be able to vent and bring these items, these experiences, these encounters into the light so we can all learn from them. I am always baffled when people experience some of these most incredible things and so few of us are aware of it and I find it to be an absolute shame. And you know what? It's time that we grow and we show, right? (laughs) So I hope that you guys get inspired. Go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. Submit whatever it is that's on your mind that you've experienced or others have experienced. And if you want to be a guest on this program, also indicate that. Go to my Contact Us page and send me as much information and details as you would like about whatever it is that you've experienced. And then keep listening to the show, and you'll find that I will address it here right on this program. Today, I wanted to highlight more of the positive that's out there in the world. I cover a lot of different topics, but of course, because Shadow People and Hatman are two things that I have personally coined and put out there to the world, I do tend to get more emails in that direction. But most of my books and research are on the positive, because how else do you defeat the dark but with the positive? So... (laughs) I'm going to address the positive direct today because my guest is an angel medium. So I think it's very appropriate. Personally, I have experienced angel encounters. I think a lot of us have. And some people are so quick to say, well, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me or I was so hoping that someone would answer my prayers and maybe I just got that wishful thinking rolling and it happened. But I can tell you, in my encounters, I wasn't looking for any of that. At times when we pray, of course, we have increased chances for angelic encounters to happen or miraculous events, because when we put that special gusto into whatever it is that we're pointing our prayers, it just seems to manifest more likely. To share one of my angelic encounters, or what I personally interpreted to be an angelic encounter is because this is pretty subjective, right? What we experience, we interpret with our senses, our soul, our hearts, and just so many things that go into knowing what was actually taking place. But I admit, I was a bit confused with certain elements of this, and it was so brief. Imagine this. I lived alone, sound asleep, It was morning time, and in my one ear, I heard, Idea, Idea. Now, I knew it was me, and it was such a a sweet voice. It was almost musical in the way that it was said to me, and 
I almost felt like I was going to wake up in some sparkling crystal world of some kind. I don't know how better to say, but it was totally expected. And I knew she was calling my name. So I kind of woke up like almost like, yes. And then I'm looking around. There's nobody there. Nobody there. And I was puzzled and I I had this really good feeling, like this electrical feeling of love, joy. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. And it took me a very long time, years. I was sharing this story with somebody and it just hit me after all this time to realize that was my name backwards. Idea. Heidi. <laughs> I knew it was me she was calling, but who would have thought? Now, I wanted to share some encounters that I found online that I think are truly magical that shows there are angelic forces around us. There are good feelings around us that take the form of something we know is a piece of God. These stories come to us from LearnReligions.com. Now, this first one is called Angel Force and begins with, I was headed home to my children driving in the slow lane. The next thing I knew, I was flying in the air in my Ford Windstar. I had no control. When my van landed, it looked like a crane just put it there. It was in the ditch perfectly. I had little room to get out, and I felt like some force had lifted me up out of the ditch. I then saw this man who was so calm. He put a calmness in my heart. I never saw him again. I still can't explain how perfectly my van was in the ditch. Now, this brings me to a personal story of my family that you guys might find fascinating. So when my mother was pregnant with me, we were living out in California near San Francisco when my mom was driving in the mountains and it rained. And I don't know if you've ever driven on a hot mountain road and when it rains, all the oil becomes very slick and they went to take a corner and my family my mom had uh, my brothers and sisters in the car and my dad who was snoozing which was his favorite pastime thing to do when anybody was driving or even when he was driving um (laughs) so they hit this slick spot in the mountains and they immediately just go off the road And they're going sideways down the mountain. They're not on their side, but they're going sideways. My dad said he woke up in absolute fear. And my mom was, of course, screaming. All the kids are screaming. And my dad's like, it was so weird. The the mountain was so steep. We should have rolled several times and just died. He said, but out of nowhere, the car just stopped. He said it just came to a dead stop. Like, there was no reason for it. We had good momentum. Like, this was it, everybody. We're over. This is it. And then the car stopped. Everybody stopped screaming. And my dad goes to get out of the passenger side. And he's like, Heidi, it was a dead sheer drop right outside my door. He said, I looked. (laughs) Closed the door back. And by that time, other people from the road were looking down at us and called for help to get them pulled out. But he couldn't get out of the car because it was a dead drop. He said, but there was nothing there to have stopped us from that sheer drop. And he said, had we done that drop, it really would have been over. And I said, well, Dad, it's obvious. I needed to be born yet. (laughs) Only injury was my mom. She was nine months pregnant with me and uh, she had a bruise on her belly from the steering wheel but that was about it so luckily 
we all survived. So was that an angelic force? And my dad would say, it's as if God stopped it. So sounds pretty angelic to me. (laughs) All right. So this next story, this one is titled, My Son and His Angel. In my home, we're not religious by any means, but one night I was putting my son to bed and he started telling me that the night before Jesus brought an angel to him because he was scared. He said she was so beautiful and her wings were so big, they almost touched my walls. He said she sang to him and laid with him until he fell asleep. That's so precious. He then said Jesus came back to get her, and he brought her back to a door with him, where they started to sparkle and then went through the door. Ever since then, my son has been obsessed with Jesus and angels. (laughs) He prays to an angel often and prays for Jesus to come back. The other day, he was crying because he said he keeps praying, but He doesn't think Jesus can hear him. He said that he keeps praying for him to come back because they make him feel so happy. I acknowledge what he says, but I don't push it. I just let him talk about it when he needs to. Not sure what I should do. He gets genuinely sad when he thinks Jesus can't hear him. He is only four years old. (laughs) I guess we'll give him a break, right? And that was from MJ. That is precious. You know, I've heard of people who once they've even had like a near death experience, and they come back, they're upset, like they feel rejected from heaven, or they just miss it so bad, they just wish they could go back. Personally, that's something that I've experienced myself, but it wasn't a near death experience, oddly enough, but a memory I believe I've shared here on this show and many other shows, a memory of where I was before I came here. So this place wasn't the very first place that I can recall and why I came here and all of that stuff. So, but it was so painful to know there is this bigger love, this bigger energy, this bigger presence and God. But I had to come here to finish what I agreed to do. So I understand the poor little four-year-old's pain. (laughs) All right, guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. 
To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Men and women can have an excess of 100,000 hairs. Unfortunately, before hair loss is noticed, that number drops nearly in half. But it is by no means too late. Easy to apply Reveal from Dr. Nathan Newman uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for the fuller look you remember. Here's Dr. Newman. A lot of people with hair problems have come up to me showing me pictures after two months of use, after three months of use of the Reveal serum on their scalp, showing me dramatic improvement in the quality of their hair, volume of their hair, and one of the people was a woman who had lost her hair and was really thinned out. She was wearing wigs and covering it up. She was very self-conscious about it. She used it for about six months and she came to me with a big smile, nothing covering her hair. And she goes, look, you gave me my life back. And that's really why I do what I do is because I want to change people's lives for the better. And these stories give me the inspiration to go forward and develop new things. Hair loss, hereditary or not, increases with age. In fact, by age 50, roughly half of us have noticeable hair loss. It's time to get on board with Reveal. For women and men, and only at HealthyLooking.com, can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping by simply entering discount code GEORGE at checkout. Easy to use Reveal at HealthyLooking.com or order by phone at 800 at 800-604-3129. Gently revitalize your hair's appearance for a fuller look with Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network with the best shows that explore the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. You can enjoy all shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This time, I wanted to shed some light on a more enlightening topic. That is the topic of angels, angel encounters, all that good and positive fluffy stuff that I honestly prefer to put my energy towards versus the demonic, which is what I generally tend to get a lot of emails about. I'm not complaining. (laughs) Not complaining. I appreciate it, and I'm very humbled that people trust me to send over their most dire and horrific encounters that they are experiencing out there. And uh, with the shadow people and hat man phenomena being absolutely out of control, I get it. So keep them coming. Send those emails in and I will address it. But because my guest today is an angel medium, which is something I feel is rather different and unique and is honestly the first that I have ever heard of before a lot of people kind of jumped on the bandwagon of being in touch with angels and being able to tell and read what it is that people are experiencing when it comes to guardian angels and whatnot. Uh, So I decided I would highlight angels today. And I love 
the topic. And I'll tell you, I've had several encounters myself. And uh, one of my books actually called Picture Prayers is about how angels communicate with God. I mean, they don't sit there and blab a certain amount of words and, and hope that God gets the message. It's rather unique. But one of my interesting encounters I wanted to share today is a little different. So I'm an occupational therapist, and uh, I focus on a lot of different areas that are really fascinating to see people get better at. That could be cognitive to physical uh, disabilities and challenges. And um, at the time, I was working in a rehab facility for uh, those who have had physical and mental issues uh, become a problem in their lives where they needed help. And this one patient in particular, he was someone that, in all honesty, he was rather healthy. He had no major reason for anything to be suspicious that he might not be doing well. In fact, he was doing so well, he was on his way to being discharged to be able to go home. So I had a therapy session with him, really friendly guy. I'd worked with him several times before, brought him back to his room. He hops on his bed and he looks in my direction while he's chatting with me. And he's like, what is she doing here? He's like looking past me. I'm standing in his doorway and I'm, I'm looking behind me, looking around. I'm like, who? And he goes, my wife, she's been dead for years. And he's just absolutely staring over my shoulder. And I'm like, wow, uh, I don't see anybody. And he was just speechless, didn't have many words to express what it was that he was experiencing. And, and I get it. You know, sometimes people see things that others don't. I mean, look at the kind of business that I'm in on the side outside of being a therapist. So I didn't judge, but I should have known better. When I came in the next day, Sure enough, Mr. So-and-so had passed away suddenly, unexpectedly. There's nothing really to indicate this would happen. And I was like, wow, you know what, guys? He told me he'd seen his wife. And of course, that is a pattern. I'm sure a lot of us have heard that, that we start to see loved ones who crossed over suddenly coming closer or within view and she came as sporadically as he passed away. So I thought it was kind of beautiful that his wife came to pick him up. And I have to say, oftentimes when I lose patients, I can't help but to be heartbroken, of course. You know, you feel for these patients. You develop relationships. You like to see them get better. You like to see them go home. And it was probably a few weeks after that patient had passed when I saw him in a very vivid, lucid dream. And he was so healthy looking and standing tall. And uh, I, I was just so glad to see him. And, uh, and I said, wow, you made it to the other side. And he's just like, kind of, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing all right type of thing. And, and I said, can you, can you uh, tell me one thing? Do angels have wings, like literally? And he kind of looked over his shoulders, like looking to see if he had any. And I just thought that was hilarious. But um, yeah, so there's a little bit more to that. But um, just a just fascinating to uh, have been part of that time in his life and to have witnessed his wife, obviously coming to pick him up. Now, I wanted to uh, continue sharing some fascinating personal angel encounters that people have posted on learnreligions.com. And this next one says, angels are among us. <laughs> and it starts off with my 15-year-old grandson and I were putting up garage sale signs several blocks down the street. When I got back in the car to head back home, I looked at my grandson and he was looking out straight ahead and asked if he could stay the night. No sooner than he asked the question while driving 
in a flash of an eye. I saw huge white angel wings encompass my windshield. At that very second, my grandson shouted, Grandma, did you see that? And I said, yes. I saw huge angel wings covering my windshield. He said, no, Grandma, I saw a ball of fire. We were both shocked to have seen two different things. We are strong believers and have experienced many miracles, but who was ready for something like this? No trees fell, no storm. Why were there angel wings in front of me covering my side of the windshield? And a fireball flashed for him. (laughs) We cannot understand this, but hey, awesome. I could actually see the inner wing with all of its brilliance and feathers. It was huge, and it was gone as fast as it came. D.L. You know, this kind of reminds me when uh, folks would see UFO encounters, and it happened to myself and a bunch of others that were standing out looking at this craft that appeared was gorgeous, but half of us saw one color, half of us saw another color, and some of us saw it truly three-dimensionally, and others saw it kind of flat. So I wonder sometimes, you know, what is it? What's that subjective little bit of the cones in our eyes or the way that we're looking at it, what angle, and if it's communicating with you to be seen a certain way? I know that some of you must have heard of what they have deemed to be holy encounters, and when they actually go to write down, if this is something witnessed by many, such as some of the Marian apparitions out there, they'll describe seeing a ball of light or a disc and also seeing a beautiful woman, a beautiful lady. So, is it interpretation? Are we filtering? Are we just taking in the stories that are out there? Now, when I say this, I'm not saying it's any less holy than what people are describing. Because I do believe it's all connected. I really, truly do. If uh, some of these apparitions are appearing to be coming from what looks like a spaceship and they speak of God and angels and all of these good and positive things, who's to say that the definitions and descriptions that are written in ancient texts kind of got some things filtered a different way where they set on clouds versus a ship and ships do kind of skip through clouds but it's just as equally impressive and uh, could be also just as equally connected to God. So, all right, next story. This one says, we never forgot. And it begins, I've never told this story. When I was seven years old, I was left at home alone with my nephew, who was three at the time. We were playing in a back room when something scared us. I don't remember what I saw or heard, but I knew I had to get out of that house or we were going to die. I clutched my nephew tightly, both of us screaming and crying, and ran toward the front door. Just before reaching the exit, I saw a tiny ball of glowing white light hovering just above our front door. I stopped dead in my tracks. I could not take my eyes off that ball. Suddenly, it started getting bigger and bigger. Eventually, we were totally engulfed by the light. The next memory I have, I was floating inside this light. It was the purest, most beautiful soft light ever, and I was transfixed by it. It felt so good. I can still feel it when I think about that day. Inside the light, there was no sense of fear, pain, or worry. Somehow I knew everything was okay, and we were going to be fine. Kind of beautiful. Oftentimes when people describe seeing their loved ones in spirit form, 
they come in a beautiful white sphere like this. And we'll step out of it and go right back into it after the encounter. So what are we speaking of here? Was it angelic? Was it a past loved one? It's open to interpretation. You know, you guys are really in for a treat because I have a wonderful guest and who also happens to be a friend, Laura Lee. She is the angel medium coming up next. So stick around. You guys are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, uh, the paranormal, uh, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go. Uh, uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea. Are you sure? Very. Good luck with that. I can't meet anyone when I'm out and I really can't find a website for my unique interests. What is one to do? Have you thought about ParanormalDate.com? Para what dot what? Who are you? I'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's ParanormalDate.com It's a website for people looking for people like them. Stuff you like, remember? Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a try. Well, let's try this again. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on Paranormal 
animaldate.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you. You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it. Wow. This paranormaldate.com thing really works. Maybe paranormaldate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and of course, the paranormal, come to the dating site inspired by George Nori. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. And now more Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And as promised, I have a fabulous guest, Laura Lee, who is a producer and host of WRWO 94.5 FM's radio medium show in the Chicagoland area, where she gives callers advice from beyond. She's also hosted Spirit Salon and Zodiac Girls on CBS Radio and was a regular on LA's K-Big and K-O-S-T and Magic Morning Show. Laura's talent has also been featured on various networks like Fox, NBC, PBS, Discovery Channel, TLC, CBS, and Gaia TV. And you can learn more about her at RadioMediumLauraLee.com. So, everybody, round of applause for Laura Lee. How are you doing there, Laura? Doing great. Thank you for that sweet introduction, <laughs> Heidi. Of course, of course, of course. Oh, my goodness. You know, your interests and your talents, one of my favorite angles that you do, I mean, you're, you've got a lot of different talents, but being an angel medium, that's pretty mm-hmm. darn specific. And a lot of people... A lot of people could be like anti this or anti that when it comes to people who say they have gifts of seeing other things. But angels, everybody's good with that. All right, angel medium, let's let's bring the fluff. So tell us a little bit about your background <laughs> and how you got to be known as an angel medium. Well, uh, okay, so let's go far back <laughs> and I'll try to make this as soundbite as as possible but uh, what happened is when I was a young child I had these experiences with spirits and I couldn't shake it I was scared to death they scared the bejesus out of me I could see them feel them hear them know them and it was just over the top for me and I know some kids are comfortable with it but I was highly sensitive to these visitations I was experiencing. Fast forward, about nine years old, I uh, was introduced to this friend who I looked up to as an older sister, and she gave me a diet pill. And I accepted. And she gave it to me because she was looking to be thin for boys, which at the time I was only nine, so I wasn't even really thinking about boys. I just did what she did. You know, I just did. I just did what she thought was um, what I was supposed to be doing. Right, right, right. Uh Because I looked up to her. So, and I followed her guidance and it turned out that these pills I started popping uh, was a really good buzzkill for my connection with spirit. I mean, it was, we'd lay there at night with a little peephole and breathe through the peephole and lay as flat as possible and not breathe. So I always thought if I just pretend to be dead, they won't bother me. That was my idea. 
But so when I started popping these pills, I started to see it was a buzzkill and it started to get me disconnected, disconnected. And that's like anybody with an addiction problem. And this got out of hand and snowballed into a massive eating disorder, which I nurtured for up to 10 years and it became such a part of my life. And uh, the eating disorder got out of hand and uh, about my freshman year in college, it was so, so bad. I mean, I was purging all the time as well as you know anorexic bulimic and um, teeth were falling out my hair was falling out I was sick all the time Um, and I was in my dormitory room one night alone and I positioned myself there to be alone so I could do my business while all the other girls were out and I said it would be my last time because it was basically a slow suicide for me. And um, I really wanted to take myself out. And so I had the experience again where I binged that night to the top, the creme de la creme binge. And my heart started to fail. And I collapsed on the floor screaming for help because I was in so much pain. I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. So at that moment in time, I'm screaming for help. Nobody's around, mind you. I put myself in a position where nobody was available to me. And as I'm screaming for help, I pass out next thing I know. Don't tell me. This is where the angels come in, correct? The angel angel came to me. This major size angel came to me and woke me up basically from my spell and I felt my whole body lifted like mm, like a loving embrace you know that perilous uh paralyzed feeling when a spirit's in your vicinity and people have had those experiences where it's very frightening and it feels like you're pressed down and compressed right well this was a similar, but it wasn't, it wasn't fearful. It wasn't where I felt like I was gasping for breath. It just felt all consuming love. And I was brought from my laying position slowly into a slow, it was like slow motion sitting straight up until I was, my eyes were brought straight up and I saw this magnificent, beautiful light being and the light was so emanating from her outward and all I could see was, you know, her torso or her hair because she was so massive and so big, you couldn't see her feet, you know, she was just so grand and all that existed was her and me in this space-time continuum and I felt safe. I felt love. And she started communicating to me telepathically. And, you know, it's not with words, but it felt natural at the moment. It felt like it was, it was part of me. It, it felt as if I was home in her company. And the air was warm, breezy, and she just was gorgeous just inside and out and she basically told me I would have to I I needed to start speaking and she called she came to my call for help and um, that part of my problem was not embracing myself of who I am and what I'm here to do and that I need to speak up. And I was trying to hold back the words because I had told so many people. I had even told the church. I had battled some people in the church and um, got told I was blasphemous for making connections to spirit. And, um, and then I was told by some family members not to go out there and start talking about it, you know, to protect myself and... So I was just shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. But she, Wait, you're you're saying me. that you were having continuous experiences then with this angelic being? 
I, I well after her experience right then and there she basically told me I was going to go back I was going to get healed and with her guidance and that basically um, that I am completely loved I'm supported and surrounded with the help I'm going to need and under her guidance and that I was going to meet other angels I didn't know what that meant I didn't understand what that meant and, and that I had work to do and it, you know, basically was in the realm of communication. I just didn't understand what that would mean at the time. I'm like, okay, you know, and basically she brought me out of it and uh, there's more to that experience, but I just wanted to tell you about the angel, how I yeah. got there. But for the next four or five years, I, I, uh, I had come open in public uh, with, my family that I needed help, they thought they never knew I had the problem. It's like they were just too busy with their lives to even recognize I had the problem. And, um, but I was always going in being sick all the time for things. And I knew what it was, but I never told them until after this experience. Right. And they knew something was wrong. I was taken out of school. Here's the cool part. So when I went back to school, um, and this is, this is, uh, you know, and I went back and, and I became like a completely different person. I had a friend there, sweetheart, who gave me a book when she had heard about my experience. And the book she handed me was uh, Love by Dr. Bis- Leo Biscaglia who's a professor out at Berkeley who taught a class on love. And when she handed me the book and inscribed it to me, you know, that I needed it at this moment in time, she felt like it was an important gift to give to me. It was my confirmation. And this is where I started with the whole confirmation business. When people hear me on radio or hear me when the readings, I always say, here's your confirmation. It it was just my confirmation from her what she was communicating to me and I was on track to getting better. And so I went into communications and I did the corporate communications for a while. I knew I wasn't going to be there uh, for the long haul. I started out with Disney um, and went down that path uh, for a while until I started, you know, opening up more and connecting to spirit more because I got better. And when I got better, my connection with spirit got better as I healed, I healed that relationship with my part of myself that I was here to do. So eventually I left uh, corporate and started on this track and then, you know, started doing, uh, started seeing, well, I was seeing angels and spirits for everybody. I always were. Wow. I just didn't, you know, open up into it until I started doing it for friends and family and then. One day I just quit, got up and quit and just started doing this for people. Wow, amazing. You never know people's personal story and journey until you ask the right questions. And here's Laura Lee, having been a part of the corporate world, but always knew her calling was elsewhere. So good on you, Laura Lee, to go and follow your spirit and uh, where it was leading you to. A lot of people tend to ignore these things and they end up not very happy. So it takes a lot of bravery to do what you did, Laura Lee. So you guys, we're going to take our break right here. And you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, within minutes, you can take years off your looks. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com takes care of those under-eye bags, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Simply apply this velvety micro-cream, and in under two minutes, the years fade away. And it lasts up to nine hours. No needles, no pain, and great for women and men. Here's what people have to say about Instantly Ageless. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my curls feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? <laughs> it's easy. You just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I, turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but... But that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at HealthyLooking.com and prepare to look younger in minutes. Millions of applications have been sold. Order our exclusive starter kit for only $19.99, including shipping. Or take advantage of our new discounted price for a full box. Put your best face forward with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Instantly ageless. Not available in stores. From HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to the Paranormal Podcast Network. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we are also back with my fabulous guest and friend, Laura Lee, who is an angel medium. And in all honesty, I think you're the first person I have known to be called an angel medium or called themselves an angel medium. Do you hear of a lot of others out there these days? There's numerous uh, mediums coming out now saying that they can communicate to angels. And I think it's timely given the circumstances on the planet right now and guidance people need to contact higher realms. I think it's important for us to make um, those connections uh, for us to evolve. I mean, they're already, they're already involving themselves on a day-to-day basis, but um, people have forgotten on a personal level that these aren't mythological creatures. They aren't, you know, uh, they're not just stories in the Bible or stories in the Talmud. They are really present in our lives and they're accessible to everybody to offer their guidance and help in any manner, in any form, for any situation. One of the coolest things that I have heard from you, and Mm -hmm. it let me realize something quite different about angels, that they're not just like regular sized people. These, these things are huge. You said, how big have you seen some of these angels to be? Oh, once, here's a interesting story. They can be massive. I was out in Oh, gosh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. It's out there and on the West Coast. What are those mountains? Shasta, Mount Shasta. Um, I was out there meditating and in prayer, um, doing a conference, and I decided to walk out there. I'm a big hiker, so I'm into the woods, but it was beautiful winter. I saw above the mountains massive ones that came to me in the meditation and we are guided by love and the whole planet and what they tell me is that it's human that are lowering the vibration it's humans that are interfering with their divine good and blessings that is here for them and they're the ones you know it's human made when it causes crime or um, murders uh, you know all the bad stuff and our world and our universe and our uh, creator so however you want to name it are here to support us and to help encourage us and help us grow and help us evolve so it's tapping into that knowledge and none of this is new, first of all. I got to tell you, it, the research I've done, it dates as, back, as far back as 400 AD. And he used to communicate to angels like it was part of society. And somewhere along the lines, we lost touch with it and it became taboo. And I think it has to do with control. Oh, you know, everything has to do with control. It has to right. be. Right. And it has to, you know, because when we're in touch, we are in power. We are self-empowered. And there's a lot of forces out there that don't want us to have that kind of power and control. I see. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, on this show, I always like to try and give the example of somebody who has been able to find the right balance in their lives when it comes to these topics that are out of the ordinary. Mm. How -hmm. have you done that? And how do you encourage others to do that? Oh gosh, I just did a show and a podcast on this. Um, It took me a long time and I'm still evolving, believe it or not, because what I learned is first and foremost, when I got better and I healed and I really took control and took tender loving care of my body, mind, and soul, that put me directly in contact. So, you know, doing just the basics, uh, 
that's we're always told to eat nutritionally, but <laughs> we ignore that information from the medical establishment or getting the proper exercise or um, getting the proper rest or the minimum requirements our body needs. And those things right there do a world of wonder. And then um, the other thing I integrate on my day-to-day basis is sitting in silence. I know a lot of people can't do that. I that takes time and practice. But even if it means going to sit in nature or putting on some relaxing music and setting some alone time and really taking care of yourself. And a lot of people are afraid to do that because what? That's selfish. And also as women, women predominantly, we're taught to give, 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 give. And I can't give to other people unless I have filled myself up with spirit and joy and the love that my soul needs in order to give back to the people I serve on a day-to-day basis. So that's my suggestion to everybody out there is just just do the basics, you know? And if you're doing anything like alcohol or drugs, I mean, that's why people are doing it because they're trying to get away from feelings that are so hard. And I get it. I, I have that aptitude in me. I have that trait in me. And so um, my day-to-day, I have to be vigilant and regimented to stay connected. Something interesting, though, too, and this is, I think this is a question that a lot of people suggest and ask, and it's like, if you've had a mystical experience, well, did you test the spirit? How do you know if it's good or bad? Right. What do you suggest mm. to decipher for themselves if what they are feeling, seeing, experiencing, good or bad? Right. You and I have had this discussion so many times. Yeah. Because you talk about dark people. But I think you're an angel because that's what I've always named. <laughs> Shadow people. <laughs> Your nickname is Halo for me. But yeah. at any rate, um, I just had to put that in there. That's um, <laughs> but it, there is a major difference, and you can tell, okay? Because, for instance, when I was talking about my being paralyzed, that there was a difference. I felt full. I felt loved. I felt embraced. There's sweet aroma to angels like floral you feel the presence of greatness and peace and love you feel it you see it but now if it's not an angelic being you will smell foul odor you will feel fearful it won't look right you know for instance i had a client who told me that she kept being visited by this being that looked like her brother and at first she would think it was her brother and then all of a sudden this being would turn up and he smelled horrendous he had this terrible odor and he had red eyes oh gosh don't you find it insulting when people Mm -hmm. try to interpret for you what it is that you've experienced and you know to be true and to be positive and they're like oh sounds evil i mean do you get that oh i did i'm telling you that's what started the downward spiral because I kind of questioned spirit and why the disciples could connect but you know it was happening to me too but they told me it was blasphemous among other children and that basically that wasn't I wasn't supposed to be doing that I wasn't supposed to be connecting with spirits and I've had picketers I've had people call me witch all kinds of things over the years you know outside my shows people picketing telling me I'm, I'm the devil incarnate <laughs> yeah I you think know, you know I, as, as people seem to be more and more open and it's like I get it there's the rules of well, you don't look into these types of things because you can welcome negative things I think if people don't protect themselves they make themselves vulnerable and but i want everybody to know how they can have the opportunity to chat with you or hear your programs like how and where should they go thank you halo (laughs) they should go to radiomediumlarley.com and sign up they can be a caller on the show but 
if you go to any podcast forum out there, Radio Medium Laura Lee is a podcast in addition to a radio show, uh, which can be streamed live um, from anywhere, wherever you're located. So you don't have to be in the Chicago land area to tune in to WRWO 94.5 FM, which I'm on every day, weekdays at 8 a.m. in the morning, Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I am not so. a morning person. <laughs> not I a morning have become person. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Absolutely fabulous. And, you know, I, I really applaud you for sticking to, here I am, I'm the shadow people person, and you always say, love and light, love and light. I'm all into the fluffy. I get it. I understand. It's important. Well, it's about keeping my energy up. So I can continue to do the work I can for people who come to me, even when it's about spirits, because that's scary, too, because it's something of the unknown. And whenever we're talking about death and dying or the higher realms, what is that? Right, right, right. Well, I have to say this has been an absolutely fabulous time speaking with you. Laura Lee, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Remember, go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. Send me your comments, your questions, your experiences, your research. And if you'd like to have me read it on the show, put as much detail as you'd like, or you could be a guest and share right here. And remember, it's all about lifting each other up and helping to figure out how we can incorporate these different elements into our lives without losing who we are and having an open mind and keeping your focus on what seems to be a common theme is a higher power. Keep your focus, find your faith, and stay in the light. All right, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.